if you see like a tea bag that has a staple in it, that's going into boiling hot water. Mm. So you can imagine the chemicals that are leaching out of that. Non-organic versus organic, you know, herbicides and pesticides are one of the biggest endocrine disrupting chemicals. And going into hot water, again, is just leaching that out. So organic is definitely a non-negotiable for us. Mm. It makes the business a lot harder to run, but I'm never going to compromise on that. Welcome to Conversations with Soul, a podcast with the intention to bring you back home to yourself. These heart-to-hearts are hosted by Miri and Liz, the co-owners of Soul Cleanse, a holistic health offering specializing in organic juice and whole food cleanse programs, plus so much more. With our guests, we will be diving into conversations about holistic health, spirituality, emotions, relationships, sustainability, plus other juicy topics that light us up. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Soul. It's Liz here with you and today I am joined by my dear friend Kate Dalton who is a naturopath and the owner of Made Tea which is an organic herbal tea brand based in Byron Bay. Welcome Kate. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Um, Just before we get into it I wanted to give everybody a little bit of a background that before Soul Cleanse entered my life I used to work for Kate down in Byron and I learned so much from you about sustainability and integrity in business. I really admired you and watching you like infuse your values into your business was a really cool experience for me and something that I hope that I've been able to bring to Soul Cleanse. So I really value that experience and it's really great to come full circle and be able to interview you on the Soul Cleanse podcast. Thank you so much. I feel like you were such a huge part in like getting my brand from, you know, a bit of a nothing (laughs) of what it was then to like, you know, it's a well-established brand now. And I feel like you were such a huge part of that because you started our zero account and Mm -hmm. you started all of our email marketing and like all these things that I didn't even know existed back then because I was just, you know, a naturopath and I wanted to just mix herbs all day. And I didn't really know much of the business side. And yeah, you were so you were a huge part of like really trying to get it off the ground and getting it professional and actually making it into a real brand. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. (laughs) We had a lot of fun together. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into some questions today. I want to talk to you a bit about tea and naturopathy and being a mum. So just go for it. So what inspired you to study naturopathy and ultimately to start made tea? So back when I was in my early 20s or even, you know, my late teens. I was partying and doing all the things that you do back then. I was not looking after my body at all. I finally enough wanted to be a nutritionist, even though I was not practicing any of that kind of, you know, I was eating what I wanted and I was drinking and doing whatever. And I, not surprisingly, got pretty sick from doing all of that. And, um, yeah, my gut was playing up. My mental health was all over the place. and. I just couldn't find the help that I needed, I guess. And I was seeing a lot of specialists and gastroenterologists and they were just so vague, like they never wanted to get to the bottom of what was actually wrong with me. And it was obviously this huge, you know, holistic thing. Like I was putting all of this crap into my body. I wasn't looking after myself and 
they were looking just at my digestive system. And it's like, well, I'm a whole person. So like I need to be looked at as a whole person. Anyway, I didn't know that at the time until I finally saw a naturopath and she actually was one of my friend's mums and she made like now what I think is some really small changes to my diet and she was amazing at looking at me and what was achievable for me at the time. So she took like gluten out of my diet and sugar and alcohol or something. It was like something, I can't really remember the exact things, but she also put me on a herbal medicine and I had such amazing results from these things that seem, you know, pretty simple. But at the time it was hard, like not drinking when you're 18 is, you know, (laughs) like pretty isolating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And But once I started to feel better, it was so worth it. And I just kept going basically with that. And then I decided to enroll in an atropathy degree because I just couldn't believe how, like, how much she helped me. And Mm -hmm. I just really wanted to be able to help people because, you know, this is how many years ago, like 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, And then I enrolled in the naturopathy degree and I just loved it. And I probably went kind of, you know, maybe too far. A lot of, I think a lot of, you know, people who study health science do tend to go too far in terms of being a perfectionist with Mm. their health. Now I've definitely pulled that back a bit (laughs) because that wasn't sustainable. And then when I was studying, I was learning about all of the amazing herbs that were in this herbal medicine that I was taking. And I started to make teas out of um, the ingredients that were used. And using the tea felt really like gentle and really just beautiful and nourishing. And like these herbs that I was taking, which was in like um, like an alcoholic tincture, Mm. they were great and like really therapeutic, but the teas felt really, I don't know, I just loved having the teas as well, basically, Mm. with what I was, the ones that I was making. And I started making... Um, like a digestion one and then one to help me sleep because my sleep was shocking and they were all really, really helping me. Mm -hmm. And I started to share them with my friends and they wanted to start buying them off me and I was like, no, you can just have them. And I was just giving all these free teas out to everyone. And I had no idea how to run a business at all. I just thought that it was mixing herbs and giving those to people. And I ended up having to start like people were offering to buy them off me and I had to start accepting that because, you know, I was a student. and You're no broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then it turned into a tea business. Mm. So I did that all through my degree and I was working two jobs to fund my business and to fund my life <laughs> as a student. And um, I finished my degree and I practiced on and off as a naturopath, but at the moment now I've got two kids and there's no chance that I'm getting to that anytime soon. (laughs) Time is definitely a premium. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We can't do everything. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I feel like what you were saying about tea being, you know, maybe more gentle, I feel like it is probably like a lot more approachable to people, especially if they're not into herbal medicine or they've never experienced that. Starting out with herbal teas wonderful place and it's gentle it's really gentle and it's enjoyable to drink and these herbal tinctures like they don't taste good but they're not meant to taste good because they're working yeah 
but they're amazing. They work yeah. really well. But yeah. And tea is so effective still, mm. even though it's really, really gentle. Yeah, that's interesting. Sometimes when I'm drinking a tea, I'm like, how much is this actually doing? But yeah. it's really cool to hear that, yeah, they're still really powerful, even yeah. though they're, you know, basically some a teaspoon of leaves diluted in hot water. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. Um, I wanted to talk to you some more about organic tea because I've seen you share some really interesting information on uh, your Instagram before and working with you about yeah. like tea manufacturing, which really blew my mind Yeah, about uh, like tea bags and glues and bleach and not organic tea and just how heavily that's sprayed. So I'd love it if you could share a little bit about like why you choose organic yeah, and also why you choose loose leaf yeah. and some other business practices that really feed into that. Yeah. So we get asked a lot to do tea bags and I'm not fully against tea bags at all. But there's a lot out there that contain just, you know, chemicals and staples and glues and all these things that you don't really want to be drinking with your cup of tea. So a normal, like a standard tea, there's a lot of better ones on the market now, like that are biodegradable and plastic free. And I definitely look into doing it, but the ones that I've found so far, there's at least one chemical in it that I'm not happy with. And I'm you know, I'm really strong with like, I'm really firm on my values and I'm mm. not going to, um, you know, I'm not going to let convenience, you know, mm. override my values. So if you see like a tea bag that has a staple in it, that's going into boiling hot water. Mm. So you can imagine the chemicals that are leaching out of that. Non-organic versus organic, you know, herbicides and pesticides are one of the biggest endocrine disrupting chemicals. And Going into hot water, again, is just leaching that out. So organic is definitely a non-negotiable for us. Mm. It makes the business a lot harder to run, but I'm never going to compromise on that. And, you know, importing herbs that are organic is much harder than conventional because they can't be treated Mm. um, when they enter. Fumigated. Yeah, Yeah. and like radiation and all whatever else. I don't even know what's done to, Mm. like, because I just don't even want to know what's done to conventionally farmed herbs because it's not yeah it's not anywhere I'm ever going to go in my in the business so yeah that's I guess why we really stick true to the loose leaf option rather than tea bags and organic over conventional Mm, yeah yeah. as well one thing that people don't really consider when they're thinking about organic versus not organic is the effect that it has on farmers yeah and a lot of these crops are coming from third world nations yeah like developing countries yeah and when you really start to look into how much exposure the farm workers get to these chemicals and the yeah. rates of cancer, it's oh, so it's, sad. Yeah. But perhaps that's the in the little village that they live in, that's the only work that is possible for them yeah. and they don't have a choice. Exactly. So there's a big humanitarian aspect of organic as well that really goes unspoken. Yeah. Which definitely grinds my gears. Yeah. <laughs> So how does sustainability inform your choices as a business? It, oh, my God, informs every single choice basically and Mm. it makes my workload and mental load like through the roof. (laughs) But I would not have a business if, you know, I would choose to not run a business Mm. if it meant that I couldn't do it sustainably. And I guess the main things are like our packaging. So me as a person, I like to have less 
but higher quality things. Mm-hmm. I want to buy something that lasts. I don't want to have to just replace things over and over again. That's so bad for the environment. Mm. And even like I just find even personally for my mental state, I really like to have less things in my mm. life. So I guess where I'm getting at with that is I like our jars have 120 serves and they're glass and they look beautiful and they're high quality. So they're going to last, you know, 120 serves and more. Um, we then have refillable pouches so you can buy those online and refill your jars. Yeah. The jars that I have in my kitchen I've probably had for about four years. They still look the same as when I first put them in the kitchen. And they're beautiful. Um, and they look really nice. Yeah. I think they suit every cafe, they suit every house, mm-hmm. like every space that they're in. They're really, yeah, classic and timeless. So I guess that's another really important thing is we wanted it to suit, you know, any space that mm. it enters. The high-quality In terms of like environmental impact, everything that enters our warehouse, I mean, we can never be perfect with it, but everything that enters, I'm always trying to improve it in terms of like, if something comes in plastic, I'm going to talk to the supplier and say, hey, let's think of another, another, you know, way to send that next time because we don't welcome plastic into our warehouse. And I mean, the first delivery of most things is going to probably be be covered in plastic or Mm -hmm. bubble wrap or something. Um, And that's just because that's everyone's default setting is they want to just, you know, plastic is easy to Mm -hmm. use and that's, yeah, that doesn't really feel right for me. Mm -hmm. So all of our packaging is recyclable. Some of it's compostable because we are like in the food and beverage category that definitely makes it a little bit trickier in terms of, you know, shelf life and packaging and we can't just put everything in a compostable bag because Mm -hmm. of shelf life and things like that which I'm sure you guys have probably run into. Absolutely. We're in the exact <laughs> same dilemma. Um, but it's, like, it's the same. Like every single piece that comes into Soul Cleanse, we're always looking at like how can we improve this? Yeah. And technology is updating. So it's not like we do it once and then we're like, oh, that's done. Yeah. In five years there probably is a new packaging exactly. that's better. Yeah. And so we just always do our best. Yeah. We're not perfect but we do our best. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And another thing is we're getting so many, like we get so many cardboard boxes sent to us obviously with things inside it and we were filling up those gigantic recycling bins every week and I just thought I don't want to keep doing this like even though it's being recycled it's still you know the transport and everything Mm. that's just adding to you know the environmental impact of receiving those boxes so we bought a cardboard perforator that you put the box through and it makes it into like protective packaging for our orders. just been looking into that. Oh, they're so amazing. Yeah. I'm like obsessed with it. I go into our warehouse and use it just for fun because it's, oh. <laughs> it's like so satisfying. So do you wrap your orders in that? Yeah. So we yeah. wrap our glass jars with yes. it and we just line like the inside of the boxes. So then there's no bubble wrap. No bubble wrap. That's amazing. We don't use any bubble wrap. That's now. amazing. That's so yeah. cool. So all the orders that we send out, there's no plastic yeah. ever. I remember way back in the day when I was working for you, it was a much smaller operation back yeah. then and the local cafe, we were getting like the Bonsoi boxes and it yeah. was like the perfect size for the jar. So we would recycle yeah, cardboard from other local businesses yeah. and put a little sticker on it saying like That's we've right. chosen to reuse yeah, this box. Yeah. I yeah. loved that. I thought it was so yeah. cool. I loved that as well. And we we did that for a really long time until now we have to get like custom boxes made yeah. for our jars and because we've got so many wholesale orders and things, we need to have boxes that fit things perfectly in Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah, but we would definitely reuse all the boxes. Like we've got a distributor that wants to only receive like secondhand boxes. Oh. So we re- we pack their orders into um, 
yeah, like recycled boxes. So cool. And then we perforate the rest of them. And even, you know, the customer at home who received that Bonsoi box with a little sticker on it that said we chose to reuse this, yeah, that would have really left an impression with yeah. them and hopefully they would have just been a little bit more mindful about their choices. Like yeah. those things really do totally. ripple out. Yeah. So sometimes people get really hung up and they're like, oh, it's a tiny change, but there's so much cardboard that isn't being recycled. Like why bother? Yeah. It really does make a difference. Just Definitely. all those little things and yeah. how that ripples out to other people. Exactly. I mean, and now it's like we're trying to weigh up because everything has to be so Instagrammable these days. I mean, not me, but <laughs> I have such a love-hate relationship with Instagram. Absolutely. But people want to show off everything on Instagram, which is amazing. We love when people show our stuff on the Instagram. But so we're definitely on like trying to find the line between making everything look really beautiful but mm-hmm. then still staying true to our values. Of- yeah. So you have so many beautiful tea blends. I've got a big collection at home of your jars. <laughs> What's your favourite out of all of them? My number one is definitely Serenity. I love Serenity. <laughs> I have it every single night. and Before I think, bed? Yeah. Yeah, and it helps Before you get bed. to sleep. It helps me get to sleep. Mm. I still have like sleep issues. Serenity definitely helps. And my sleep issues are probably just because I'm woken up like a million times a night from <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely serenity and at the moment my nursing tea because yes. I'm breastfeeding my son. Oh, I'm also yeah. having nursing in serenity. <laughs> What's in serenity? It's, it's lavender. got lavender, mm. rose, chamomile and passion flower. It's so beautiful when you open the jar and smell it. Yeah. It's, and an it's ex- the most beautiful looking one. It's as well. stunning. Yeah. All these beautiful flower petals. Yeah, it's so nice. Yep. My friend actually used it at her wedding as like instead of like the confetti or like the rose petals when you go down the aisle. Good idea. Yeah, because it's so pretty. Yeah, yeah. stunning. Cool. Well, speaking of no sleep, let's talk about motherhood and running a business, which I can relate to. So I've got an 11-month-old son. Yeah. And you have a three-year-old? Three-year-old daughter and a seven-month-old. Yeah. Yeah. And running a business on top of that. Yeah. How do you juggle all of that? It's full on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just said before when I arrived here that I wish I had seven more days in the week and 24 more hours in every day. I mean, it's hard (laughs) in one word. It's really, really tricky. Like, so we have, I have my business, my partner has a business and then we have two kids. And we also have like, you know, a relationship and a house and all of these other things that require us. Most weeks, like, it's fine. It's like we have all of these wheels turning in motion and as soon as one wheel kind of falls off then it feels really full on so like one of the kids is sick or Mm. teething or whatever something stressful with the business or something basically we my partner works three days a week so Mm. I'm really really lucky that he just works three days and then I have my son those three days and then the other two days of um and my daughter's in care and then the other two days I have like the flexibility of if I need to go into work, which I'm trying not to at the moment. I'm pretty fresh still after having my son. And I'll usually go into work like once a week, Mm. have a meeting, check in with everyone. And then, yeah, we try and have a three-day weekend. But we're always, you know, both of our laptops are always open. and always emails to reply to. We just like, yeah, walk past and see something in their inbox and like start replying at Mm. whatever time of the day it is. Like, yeah. We try and have boundaries and I was very good with boundaries when I first met Ryan because he really helped me with that. Mm. But since having kids, I just have to be on my computer every spare second. I yeah. can, I do it. And I try and 
make sure that I'm not on my computer when I'm with my kids. Mm -hmm. But then also if I do have to jump on it, you know, I'm a working mom. They Mm -hmm. can just see what real life is for us and that, yeah, that's what our life is. Mm -hmm. I work really hard and I don't need to hide that from them. And I'm also just mindful of being really present with my kids when I'm with them. Yeah. And then, yeah, if I'm on my computer when I'm with them, I just like vocalise that and I say, I just have to do some work now, I'll only be 10 minutes and then you've got my attention. (laughs) Yeah, the being present thing has been the biggest battle for me. Sometimes when I come home from work and I'm with Tully, I can still feel my mind at work. Oh, 100%. And, like, I'm playing with him but I'm not really there. So for me, I think I – First, firstly had heaps of guilt around that because yep. I was like, oh, shit, like I'm not being yeah. a super present mum and he's going to pick up on that. Yeah. But, you know, we're human. I'm doing yeah. the best I can. So, yeah, I've just started to try and on the drive home from work, listen to no music yeah. and just breathe the yeah. whole way home and have a little tiny pause between like work me and home me. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, but I'm I still, really like you know, that. he's in the high chair and I'm hiding my phone trying to like oh, read I'm it. Same. Yeah. yeah. But. There's pros and cons of having a business. Definitely. And you just have to work with it. Yeah. And we need to just not be hard on ourselves Yeah, because you are a working mum. Yeah. And that's just really inspiring as well to him because yeah. he's like, my mum runs a really rad business. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and that's how, yeah. And that's totally how he's going to see you. And like, yeah. obviously as well, like the stay-at-home mums, you guys are my heroes oh. because holy moly, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Parenting is harder than work. Absolutely. Sometimes I come to work and I'm like, oh, this is just really nice to have an outlet for myself. Yeah. Just not having to think about where, you know, your kid is, how much water they've drank, if their nappy's dirty. Like just being able to actually switch your mind off from parenting Mm. is I think definitely, yeah, parenting Mm. is harder than working, I reckon. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, definitely salute to any stay-at-home mum. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Can you share some of the main ways you raise children more mindfully and sustainably? I always love hearing tips from other mums, getting little <laughs> ideas. <laughs> um, oh, I'm probably going to start with like maybe the opposite thing to what you want to hear, which is mm-hmm. that I have actually just had to be way kinder to myself since mm-hmm. having two kids and take the pressure off myself of trying to be like this perfect, like sustainable, everything, you know, when I had Alfie, my three-year-old, I tried to, you know, I did cloth nappies and all the food from scratch, no waste, all this stuff. Like, you know, I just put so much pressure on myself to be this perfectly, you know, sustainable, eco-friendly everything. And it was so stressful. Mm. Like I was a new mom. I didn't know what on earth I was doing. My milk supply was really impacted from stress Mm. and I think a lot of that stress came from being a perfectionist and, like, not wanting to put a disposable nappy into the environment. Like, yeah, so I'm probably not really giving you the tips that you want. No, it's great. It's the advice we (laughs) all need to hear. (laughs) But then since having Ovi, I am picking my battles. Like, Mm. When we're really busy and stressed and like the last few weeks our kids have been sick and teething and it's been, you know, hell on earth, it's been so crazy, there's no chance I was going to use a cloth nappy Mm -hmm. because it just adds to my workload and that's a thing that I can kind of treat myself with by using a disposable nappy and I'm going to like, you know, like choose the best disposable nappies that, you know, the best for the environment and everything. But 
definitely picking my battles this time. Mm. And like he's just started solids and I felt really overwhelmed with making all the puree and all the mess and all of that. and Which they don't eat. Which they don't eat. <laughs> I made him a few purees and he literally hated it. And then it is so heartbreaking when you so, put so much effort into oh my God. like bone broth puree that you yeah. made from scratch. Oh my and- God. It can take like a whole day to yeah. make one puree because you're making the bone broth that then you want to put into the thing and then you're buying all this organic liver and whatever else. So I ended up buying these frozen puree things, which are genius because they're, they use all the ingredients that I would use. It's all organic. It's is like that liver. Baby back? Yes. Oh, oh, my God, they're amazing. I've seen them. He hates them still, oh, but at least I didn't make it. it. So, like, <laughs> I would prefer to pay for that. Yeah. And um, he'll get that. Yeah. In terms of being, you know, sustainable sustainable and mindful, you know, little things like we take Alfie to the markets every week. She sees all the produce and all these beautiful farmers who are selling all of their produce and she meets them all and she names all the vegetables and then, you know, these are all the ways that I'm trying to, like, teach her where the food comes from Mm. you know ideally we would be growing it ourselves but we aren't and yeah I guess that's like a way that we kind of teach her about food and nutrition and yeah the nappy thing I'm doing cloth nappies part-time because yeah life gets in the way and also it rains 99% of the time so I can't (laughs) dry my cloth nappies (laughs) um and yeah I mean we cook most of our food we'll definitely treat ourselves and eat out every now and then and yeah I'm just always you know sneaking in all the nutrients wherever I can Mm -hmm. um with Alfie and same as with Ovi but I mean yeah since having Ovi he's had allergies and gut stuff and all sorts of tricky things so yeah I've definitely had to pull back on like you know take my perfectionist hat off Mm -hmm. and do my best yeah. Yeah. Well, he's so lucky to have you as a naturopath mother that can help with all those things. I was yeah. going to ask you how has studying naturopathy helped you as a mum? Yeah. Well, definitely in terms of diet, yeah. I'm like a ingredient Nazi and go around the supermarket like with my partner checking everything that he's got and it annoys the hell out of him. But he, yeah, I guess definitely in terms of ingredients, just everything that enters our house, just having the knowledge of what you know, most ingredients are in all of our skincare Mm. and all of our, yeah, just everything really. And obviously nutrition and definitely when the kids get sick, I've kind of got my little kitty of what we use and even just like maintenance stuff, like, you know, knowing what probiotic to use and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. I definitely do delegate the job of a family naturopath to another naturopath when I feel that capacity. which I did with Ovi because, yeah, all of his health issues were beyond me and I was so sleep deprived that I couldn't think straight (laughs) to work out what was going on anyway. We then obviously supplemented, you know, the paediatrician's advice with my background as well, which was great because he, they're obviously, you know, the paediatricians are very medical, which Mm -hmm. I really respect and value. Absolutely. And I love mixing that with, you know, complementary medicine as well. Mm. So. Yeah, definitely like immune systems and all that sort of thing. It's really it's really helped having, mm-hmm. I guess, a, a family naturopath in-house. <laughs> Do you use like herbalist knowledge and herbs with your children? Yeah, yeah. I mostly do more nutrition. Nutrition. And like, yeah, like supplementation and stuff. Definitely herbs with things like. Gentle things. Um, yeah, and I give like Alfie drinks our serenity tea 
she's super high energy and that actually really helps to calm her down. Mm. Yeah, so things like that. But herbs with children, I'm definitely not as confident. And, yeah, I would. I think nutrients, you know, mm. um, yeah, I kind of would rather do more nutrition stuff mm. with kids. I feel personally. like we should probably really start with food and then if that doesn't solve it, then exactly. you go to the next step. Yeah. 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 Um, what is one thing you wish all people knew was harmful to their health? that they could reduce their exposure to or remove from their lives? Endocrine disrupting chemicals. Yes. Which is sounds really simple, but it is so broad. It's everywhere. 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 Like the clothes that you buy, they come with that funny smell and that's because and they have like. perfectly ironed. Yes. Like why? And they smell weird, right? <laughs> yeah. That's why I always wash our clothes before we wear them. Yeah. And it's because they're sprayed with like some anti, what is it, like to make them not flammable mm-hmm. or something, which. And also to make them smooth. Like when you ah. first put on something brand new and you've got that like brand yeah, new. Right. Yeah, right. And then you wash it and it's all crimpled. Yeah. Like, That's chemicals. Right. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. yeah. Even down to like the receipts that we touch yes. and fragrances, like, oh, whole, like walking into David Jones, it smacks me in the face because I'm just not used to being around fragrances anymore mm. and smelling all the perfumes and stuff. Like, I was there, I was like drowning myself in perfume, you know, 10 years ago, whatever, when I didn't know how bad it was. And then, yeah, like pesticides, herbicides, yeah, they're everywhere. All these like, yeah, our endocrine systems are really under the pump. Yeah. And, (laughs) I mean, endometriosis is on the rise, PCOS, gut issues. exactly. What are immune conditions? conditions, Obviously we're not saying that these things cause that, but. Definitely can contribute. Contribute. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It's pretty scary. I think a big one that people don't think about is cosmetics. Yes. It's just not something that you think about as like going in your system because you yeah. put it on your face. Exactly. But our skin is so permeable. Yeah. And goes right into your skin. Yeah. yeah. There's no detoxification or system in your skin. So Exactly. Yeah, it's going yeah. straight into your bloodstream. Yeah. Exactly. A big one. And it's so easy to clean that area up now. There's so many beautiful clean beauty brands. Exactly. There's so many. Yeah. That one is called Era Perez. Oh, yes. Is my new favorite. Yeah. I don't wear much makeup, but I really like just having something that I don't feel. Yeah. I had like one, I won't mention brands, but I had like just a normal, you know, a foundation in my drawer and I went to put it on my face and the smell was so strong. Mm. I'm like, whoa, this needs to go in the bin because I'd had it just in my drawer for like God knows how many years. Yeah, the smell was insane. Yeah. So it's like what is in these products? And you can make them like with natural ingredients because people do now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you're living down in the Byron area. Yes. What do you like to do as a family for fun? super cliche but we just love going to the beach yeah it's so easy my partner surfs I surf kids are playing in the water in the sand and I would never take sunshine for granted ever again after the floods and all of the yeah all of the rain that we've had we're the happiest when we're just at the beach mm. super simple not high maintenance <laughs> yep do you guys take turns surfing yeah the kids yeah, yeah. Oh. it's so good yeah yeah, and then the other day uh, we actually came up to Kira for the day just for something different and it was so nice. Ryan was surfing. Alfie, my daughter, had made a friend in the sand and she was building sandcastles and then I put Ovia to sleep in the pram and I was like, 
oh, I'm just on the beach by myself right now. <laughs> what do I do? It was so amazing. Wow, you wouldn't have known it was, to do. Yeah, it was so nice. And um, just lay there in the silence. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing, like we go down to the Bruns River a lot and we'll sometimes take dinner or, yeah, get fish and chips or something and take a bottle of wine and that's like our nice little treat for the week. Mm. Yeah, we like to do that as a family. Going camping next week. Oh. Which is really exciting, but also a bit scary because my kids already don't sleep. <laughs> so is this the first time that you've been camping yeah. With, yeah. with kids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in a tent, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. All together. Where are you going? <laughs> to North Stratty. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So exciting. I love North Stratty Island. the best. It's magical. Yeah. There's an energy it's about so that good. place. Mm. Yeah. It's properly relaxing because there's not much to do. Yeah. Apart from just go to the beach and yeah so excited oh that's so nice what do you like the most about living in the northern rivers we have a really nice community mm. a lot of businesses they I find that they all just really support each other and they want to use all of the other local like all the cafes that open they want to use our tea because we're local and hopefully also because it's good and <laughs> Yeah, there's just a really nice supportive community like amongst business owners, I think is one of the things that I really love. And then, yeah, I've got a nice group of friends that are mums as well and then, yeah, it's just one of the most beautiful places on earth as well, really. Yeah, it's the natural stunning. world and yeah. stunning. Yeah. It always strikes me about Byron is how many amazing creative brands come out of that yeah. place. Like everything yeah. cool, I'm like. From Byron Bay. Yeah. From Byron Bay. <laughs> what is in the water time there? Well, mine was mine started in my kitchen when I lived in Bondi. So okay. uh, <laughs> maybe Byron Bay attracts you in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, definitely so many good brands there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's nice so that everyone supports each other. Yeah. And that was really evident when the floods happened. Like totally. the energy of community. Yeah. Made me it cry was, so many times. It was so amazing. Yeah. Like so every, nice. Obviously, it was really awful what happened, but the plus side of that is the community became so yeah. tight because everyone really looked out for yeah. each other. Yeah. So no one else did. Exactly. It's a very special place. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's a really, really nice place to live. Yeah. Mm. Very lucky. All right. I'm going to ask you one last question, which we like to ask to everybody, yeah. which is what do you do regularly that brings you back home to yourself? I have been really bad with self-care since having Ovi because mm -hmm. there's been not a second in the day. I delete my Instagram every now and then when I'm like, <laughs> I really need to just get off social media. That's something that definitely grounds me. Absolutely. And I also, every morning and every night, I've got in the habit of either writing down or just saying in my head three things that I'm grateful for. And these this is something that I've been like I would tell all my clients to do and something that I've always wanted to do and it's only in like the last two months I think or three months or something that I've started to do it and now it's like a habit and I just I think of it every time I wake up and I think of it every time I go to bed and it really helps like just change my mindset into like thinking about yeah positive mm. things and they can be so small like yesterday it was that what were the three things I was grateful for that it was sunny and then that I had the time to take my dog for a walk. Like there's such simple little things. It's not like, oh, I've, you know, got all these material things today or whatever. It's yeah, the little simple things really, really 
help when you just focus on on those. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So simple. Yeah. And achievable for anyone. Exactly. So, yeah. Doesn't cost anything. Yeah. It's free. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on today. It's so beautiful to be able to invite you into soul cleanse and thank you so interview much you. yeah i really appreciate you thank time. you <laughs> bye. bye thank you for journeying with us today we trust you received the wisdom shared in this episode if you felt the resonance of the conversation and think it will support other people please subscribe share this episode and leave a review importantly before we go we'd like to acknowledge country and the bundjalung nation that we are recording this podcast on we have so much gratitude for the abundant land we live upon that nourishes and heals us and we hold deep reverence for the First Nations people that care for our country and for the wisdom they keep. May we be open to continue to learn and grow.